wow, Lewis Hamilton, take a bow. One of the best drivers I've ever seen. It was the return of the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Brought to you by Visit Guitar and Visit Sao Paulo. <laughs> Very bizarre. So, and was it really? Well, yeah. there was Visit Guitar labels everywhere as well as Visit Sao Paulo. Oh, right, I so, didn't notice that. So someone's paying for something. <laughs> I don't know who. Welcome to another episode of the Final Corner Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Tom and by Nick. Hello. Hello. Glad Brazil's back, and I'm glad uh, Lewis Hamilton kept getting disqualified, because it meant more <laughs> overtaking. It did indeed. Quite an incredible weekend, really, of on and off track drama, and one of the, as mm. I said, best performances I've ever seen. No wonder Toto Wolf was so fired up. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's my favourite gif ever. <laughs> yeah. What do you think he said? I think he said like "get it" or "stick it" or "that was it." Or I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it was in Austrian or something. <laughs> Possibly. Qualify. Since it's a sprint weekend, go straight into yeah. qualifying. Yeah. Uh, so Friday night qualifying, which I do quite enjoy this format now. I forgot and was in a service station with my car on charge and then it was on the TV and I thought, oh, happy days, bonus Formula One. <laughs> yeah, it made those hours you have to sit in the really nowhere. Yeah, can. Mm. perfect. So Q1 and Mazepin almost had a good lap and almost got beat Mick Schumacher but just locked up in the middle and uh, he was upset afterwards in an interview. He, uh, I think he thought he had that finally. Actual tears. Yeah, mm. I felt a bit for him because he has been the worst all year, and I think he felt this was his chance. And he, he fair, mm. he, he was on a decent lap. First time I've felt sorry for him all year. It reminded me <laughs> he's, he's a true. human being. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel sorry for him now again, though. No, <laughs> no. I was there for ten seconds. Yeah, uh, and then the Williams considered then you being pretty poor again. Shocking. Both of them out. George Russell beating the qualifying for the first time by Williams teammate as well. Ooh, yeah. was he? Well, in qualifying, yes. Correct. Right, I'm not, uh, we're not getting into this argument about what things have uh, called again. Yeah. Well, all, that was the first time in 56 races that it was beaten in the qualifying session, but on the grid start lineup, <laughs> uh, Latifi beat him in the sprint in Monza, didn't he? So. Yeah. yeah. And Lance Stroll continues his terrible running form. <laughs> He's giving in. He we has, discovered yeah. this last couple of episodes. This continued that trend. Despite him hitting the wheel furiously, I didn't believe it. I thought he was acting. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was actually celebrating. Yes, that's another Q2 like I don't that, have to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be hard to stay motivating that team right now. Mm. Um, Q2... Giovinazzi and Raikkonen and Sonoda missed out on Q3 for the first time, I think, in five races. Mm. And Vettel, and yeah, no, Vettel was the one that just missed out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on, I'm about to get this right. No, Ocon got through. The The results are screwed up on the uh, on the F1 website because someone was disqualified. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. So Ocon missed out. Uh, and then in Q3, it was the Ferraris ahead of the McLarens again, with Pierre Gasly sticking at P5, as usual, really. Yeah, at the moment. And then you had Lewis Hamilton taking the quickest time by f- three and a half, four tens, 
from Max Verstappen, who bought us third and Perez fourth. At a track where it was predicted they wouldn't do too well, that was yeah. superlative. Hmm. Lewis Hamilton, of course, had a new internal combustion engine bolted in the back, which was a five-way grid penalty, but clearly worked. And well, uh, Max said, just jumping ahead a bit and interrupting, sorry, but Max said that that was probably what he felt was the main differential this weekend. I'm not too sure about that, but mm. it must help, otherwise they wouldn't change it. That and their magic rear wing. Ah, yes. Mm. Which we'll come to. In fact, we're there. Let's go there now. Um, <laughs> so, Lewis Hamilton takes fastest lap, but was disqualified on Saturday morning because his rear wing broke and failed the DRS opening gap test by, I think, 0.2 of a millimetre. Which yeah. I think, Fractions. if you look it up, is the official measurement of a ball here. So, he <laughs> <laughs> failed by a ball here. Which I felt bad for him, and he was fully mm. disqualified. So he going to start from the back. But then I remembered that's the standard in most series, like turn cars, right height checks and everything. Yeah. There's no allowance for damage. It's just you pass or you fail, and if you fail, you're out. Yeah. It was exactly like uh, Josh Crook at Silverstone in British Touring Cars this year <laughs> because they've got a ball on a stick, apparently, and it fit through one part and didn't go through the other part. Mm. Yeah. And if you remember Josh Cook, he could get it. They could get the right height measurement under one side, but not the other. So it's harsh, but then the rules. What I would love to know is, is this done every race for every car? I don't know. The FIA released a list of all the checks that they did. And yeah. I think they did most cars most weekends. Cool. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those where it can be any car randomly. Like the Weybridge. Mm-hmm. The, the, the big controversy comes as because... At the end of qualifying, where they've sat in part firm as they came at the cars, Max goes over and has a little feel of Hamilton's rear wing. Because he <laughs> mm-hmm. suspects there's something in there that shouldn't be in there, and Red Bull keep hinting that they think it's illegal, and that's where Mercedes are getting their speed. So Max decided to have a feel, and it just so happened that that was the part of the car that failed to test. <laughs> mm. So there was all sorts of accusations that Max managed to break it, which I, I sincerely doubt, but yeah, um, the FIA charged him, I think, 50 grand fine for touching another person's mm-hmm. car. And yeah, everyone on Twitter pointed out that Patel's been doing this for years and no one's bothered. But <laughs> yes. it's just one of those situations that the part of the car he touched happened to fail a test. If Patel's not doing it necessarily, yeah, to the part that fails or perhaps in championship protagonist stance when it's clearly there's two rivals... And I think because the video of Max was circulating around social media and the FAA mm. was like almost pressured into like, oh, well, we've got to do something. So the rules have always been black and white on this. You can't touch it. But they've been lenient on Vettel in the past, I suppose. Yeah. And just because of the circumstance, they've come down pretty hard on Max. I think it's going to lead to a bit of a tightening up of the rules in this area anyway. Probably for next year. So it's going to be like, you can't do anything to them, otherwise you'll be in trouble. Yeah. There were uh, pictures floating around on social media as well that after his fine, he was in a virtual Mon series Discord as Max Verstappen posting yeah. jokes about his fifty, his his fine. Yeah, but I don't believe it's him. Unsubstantiated. <laughs> I did like Vettel's radio message after the sprint, no, where he was saying yes. he's going to go and have a feel of Hamilton's rear wing. Like, no, 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 it's too expensive. Yeah, but the front wing might be discounted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah, so that was 
qualifying for Friday, which mm-hmm. set the grid for the sprint. Now, I thought, I mistakenly thought that grid penalties were applied to the sprint and not the Grand Prix. So I was very confused when I found out that actually Saturday's grid doesn't get affected by those. Mm-hmm. Has that always been the rule, or is this, have I yeah. just missed it all year? Mm. I'm not sure. It's just because technically that's still qualifying and the uh, penalties are applied after qualifying. Mm. Makes sense in a way. Mm, sort of. <laughs> it's just weird because of the sprint format. Maybe it it'll be tweaked for another year. Um, mm-hmm. The F- official F1 media outlets weren't too sure either. Mm. So it wasn't just you, Colin. <laughs> Lawrence Barreto and Sam Collins were both a bit like, well, we think it's going to be this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure Hamilton was sure either. Because the way he was yeah. talking, he thought he was taking the penalty immediately after Friday qualifying. Because he was mm. saying, oh, Max will get the pole and all this. So I wasn't, don't think he was sure. Mm. Either way, he's put to the back of the sprint. Mm. So, sprint, mixture of soft and medium tyres this time round. Mm-hmm. Bottas put on the softs, as did both uh, Ferraris, I believe. And uh, Bottas got away well. Nice short run down to turn one, so he couldn't mess it up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> got up the inside the max and took the lead. Good move, Baltery. Managed to hold it to the end, even on mm. degrading soft tyres, so Matridi's nailed that. Yeah, got close at one point, didn't it? Mm. Mm. And he said on the team radio afterwards that tyres couldn't do another lap or, or some words to that effect, I'm paraphrasing there. Mm. Interesting for me was, in my opinion, if you look at the sprint start and the race start, P2 and the grid had the most grip. Mm. Yeah. In both scenarios, person on P2 beat the pole position person into the first corner. So, good start from Bottas, but also maybe there was a weird... But maybe it's not more grip either, because there's undulations there, isn't there? So maybe it's slightly less steep on that side. I don't know. There is. It's also the racing line as well. So that tends right. to have more grip on it. Yeah. Because I noticed in the race start, the little Amazon graphic for you there, Nick, oh, <laughs> yeah. said reaction time, Bottas was quicker, but still got beaten to the first corner. Mm-hmm. So, still, he's got to be there and do the job and get in second on qualifying to get there. So, fair play. Yeah, that was, he did well, really. Yeah, he did. Sainz took second off of Max as well at the start. And Max ran away at turn four. Just uh, getting a bit of practice in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alonso style. Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, I think Leclerc was challenging Perez at one point, but I don't think he ever got past them. don't think so. Max then took signs again, but then Perez just got stuck behind him for the next 18 or so laps. Mm-hmm. Mm. Couldn't do anything. Uh, but the sprint was all about Lewis Hamilton just pulling moves left, right and centre. Yeah. On fire. I liked his one on Tsunoda outside of turn one, and he left about four miles of gap on the inside just in case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just pulling. They were all pretty easy moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took a few Thanks laps to Ricardo. And he figured out how to set it up at the final corner quite, because he was always losing through there, and then he changed, changed his line and managed to get it. I really enjoyed his dive on uh, Lando Norris into mm. Turn 1. I know he was yeah. DRS-assisted, but it was a real like, last minute on the inside, old school. None of this, I've got so much overspeeding around the outside. It was like a, nope, dive bomb. Yeah. Well, just before that happened, I actually was looking at my notes, and I said, Lewis could make a dive on Lando. And Lando could would just move out the way because it makes no difference hmm. because he doesn't lose any grid places because you knew uh, Hamilton true. already had that fire place. So if you just stick it down there, he's going to move out the way, you would think. It did look like he thought about turning in on him. 
Mm. It's like there's like a split second moment where Lando almost almost tried to close the door, and then he, yeah, you're right. He just he just let him go. Did you see the interview they did with Lando afterwards? I can't remember exactly what he said, but they said that it was a good good move by Lewis on you. He went, well, no, not really. <laughs> he, oh. said it, he said it was easy. <laughs> oh, well, I'll take back my compliments. <laughs> Maybe Lando let him through. Lando had a good battle with Leclerc as well at one point, which I thought. Yes, I thought it was a bit borderline on the defence by Leclerc, but it was acceptable, but just <laughs> it was the last possible fraction of a second move left on yeah. that straight. When I thought, oop, because he got a bit loose coming out of uh, turn three. But anyway, Norris got him around the outside mm-hmm. of the uh, Cedar de Lago turn yes. four. Well done. Yes, got it in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like when Croft to keep saying corner names. I just don't like it. <laughs> just like it when he says anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to pick on him. I'm just specifically saying corner names this time. Right. I'm not right, going right, to comment right. on anything else. Fine. I actually watched this race with the volume on for most of it. Ooh. I know. First time in a while, so mm. give him credit. Uh, Ricardo had a pretty bad sprint. I think he lost a few. Mm. tail gained a few. Gasly went from P5 to P8. I think that was really the big moves. I think Kimi mm. dropped back a few places. I'm not really sure if he... Did he get yeah. spun in this one? or was Yeah, he one? did. Yeah, he had contact with Giovinazzi. Ah, if you watch yeah. the onboard from Kimi, though, the, what happens is they go up the uh, Retta Aposta, Colin. Uh, no. Uh, no, sorry, they go up... <laughs> and, oh, yeah, the wrong one. Oh. <laughs> How do you say it, Nick? Well, that one that, on my track map doesn't have a name. Oh, up right. the main straight. Up the main straight. Well, coming out of turn 15, which is... Oh, God. I've not tried this. Aquibankadasus. Nope, that's terrible. <laughs> Aqua's water, so water. Aquib. Aquib. Aquibankadas. Go bad. Yeah, yeah. professional. Le- leave the foreign languages to me, I think. Yeah, Yeah. okay, thanks. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so down the straight, after that little kink at the pit entry, the Alfa Romeo's are side-by-side with Alonso. Mm-hmm. Giovinazzi on the left. Kimmy on the right. They're both going quicker. So they go past. And if you watch Kimmy's onboard, he just turns into the apex. But yeah. Giovinazzi is fully alongside. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think there was any penalty at all for that. No. And I think that's because there's a, definitely an element. Kimmy needs to answer for something there, basically. Yeah, that's but... not just because I'm partisan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giovinazzi probably... did nothing wrong there. Yeah, he couldn't move out of the way at that point. But that was basically the highlight of the sprint for me, alongside Lewis's overtakes. Yeah, yeah. and Bottas's engineer attempting a Brazilian goal celebration for pole. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't join the dots. Uh, yes. A bit weird. And then Bono saying to Hamilton, remember not to touch any cars in Park Fermo. Mm. That was a bit too far. He didn't reply that to that. No. Lewis yeah. is clever now. He just doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't get baited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 15, 15 positions and twenty one laps. Well done. Not not bad at all. No. Mm. Don't forget. Don't forget. He's got a new internal combustion engine though. He does. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's Red made Bull. a big difference actually. Because not only is it new, so it's more powerful, but it also gives them the opportunity to bump up the power a bit. Turn up the wick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have run it in a higher mode than they would have done normally, knowing it doesn't have many races to do. Yeah, that's true. When we spoke last, I think we said Mexico or Brazil was the perfect time to take it. Mm-hmm. Mexico was, was supposed yeah. to be easy to overtake on, it wasn't. But then with the sprint, it kind of 
This mm. weekend was always going to be a bit muddled. We still nearly guessed that right. Nearly. Yeah. Nearly, Damn. nearly. Race? Yep. Don't think there was any more dramas after... Sprint. Other than Kimmy started from the pits because they decided to change rear wing bits, didn't they? Ah. Going yeah. back to an Alfa Romeo error. Because uh, then Kimmy <laughs> said, after the race, oh, well, because we changed the rear wing bits, it, it, the car felt like it should have done from the start of the weekend. jeez. <laughs> oh, you can tell a man's retiring, can't you? Uh, yes. It just reminded me about the other off-track nonsense that's gone on now. Is that between qualifying and race, Red Bull keep changing the rear wings because of uh, yes. damage. They've done it, I think, three races in a row now when Mercedes mm-hmm. are starting to call nonsense on that one. Yes. Yeah. wonder why it is, though. Damage, apparently. Yeah, They're just, just so fragile. It's not made clear exactly what's happened, is it? And I don't think they will make it clear. No. Mm. I mean, they, they were duct taping them together last week at Mexico, mm-hmm. so True. they've clearly got some problem. But yeah, everyone's rear wings getting everyone in trouble. Race. And Max gets Bottas basically off the line into turn one. Mm-hmm. He runs Bottas a bit out wide into turn twos, which uh, loses him second place to Perez as well. I think he ran wide again at turn four. Indeed, yeah. um, What's one, the corner name? Uh, <laughs> Delago. Decida Delago. Decida Delago. I'm staying out of it. Wando uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, c- cuts across the front of his signs and gives himself a puncture. Well, yeah, that's it, unfortunate. Yeah. It was a slight move, but it was far, it was too much at the start. Yeah. Both of the eyes had a fight along that straight. That you said earlier. <laughs> the Retroposter. That one. And neither of them made turn four. But uh, I think Leclerc stayed ahead at that point. Mm-hmm. Hamilton then goes around outside of Gasly. Uh, oh, fast right-hander, which I think is turn six. That would be Ferradura. Ferradura. <laughs> um, the horseshoe. To me, That's a good move. Yeah. That's the move you pull on F1 game. And get yeah. sink put in the barrier every single time. Yes. That was yeah, one of superb. his best moves all weekend, to be honest. Yeah, mm. it wasn't like he had like a straight line DRS assist. He's putting a lot of trust in our Red Bull driver there. Yeah. To That's not, a good point. To not just open the steering. A scorned Red Bull driver. No, true. Mm. That's got nothing to do with it. I take that. No. Rescind that statement immediately. <laughs> the second best Red Bull driver. I mean, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Yeah, harsh but fair. <laughs> yeah. Lap four and Sonoda dive bombs Lance Stroll into turn one. <laughs> UK's been going so well recently, and we're praising yeah. him, and he's returned to form here. Just completely comes out of nowhere to take Stroll. Gets alongside, but hits him and loses his front wing and damages mm. the floor of Stroll. 10 second penalty, too. Mm. Yeah. From the one angle I saw, I thought, oh, that's on that move. Yeah. But I don't know if there was another move angle that, that showed it differently. I think it was. He was just so late into it that there was no time for Stroll to react, I don't think. Right. The gap was there. Mm-hmm. But and he's fully not alongside. Not very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't look like he was going to make the corner properly. Is the main thing, I think. Right. But he said afterwards that he only locked up in avoidance of Stroll. He wasn't locking up, therefore it's unfair penalty. But <laughs> All right, moving mm. on. Oh, well, yeah. it caused a safety car, didn't it? It, it did, does. indeed. Eventually. 
Yeah, it took a couple of laps. So yeah. in the meantime, I think Bottas like hammered through it, turn one, and Mick tried to overtake Kimi through the turn one and two. Got a bit squirty on the throttle, going into turn two and hit the side of Kimi and lost his front wing. Mm-hmm. Side note: I think there was a someone posted a a table of the damage costs for each driver so far this season. <laughs> oh, wow. Our estimated driver damage cost and top is max at like 4.6 million. <laughs> Excluding uh, rear wing switches for no apparent reason yeah. or damage. <laughs> yeah. But Mick Schumacher is like second or third at like 4.2 million euros worth of damage this Ooh. year. And Nikita Masbins, I think, like at the bottom. For all his spins, he's not actually damaged the car that much. Ah, right. Whereas Mick's Ooh, not ideal for the shunts. Sorry, yeah, not ideal for the team that has the smallest budget, allegedly. Yeah. Safety car, Max, waited till the start line, basically, for his foot down. Mm. Which uh, I think saved Perez from Hamilton at that point. I was waiting for uh, everybody at the back to pile in. <laughs> yeah. It was such a late restart. Yeah. But it worked for him, so. Hamilton then takes Perez around outside of turn one, but Perez managed to take the position back from... This to see a dead lag go. Turn <laughs> yeah. four. Run outside. Um but Good the move. next Yeah, mm. but the next lap Hamilton just goes past him again. Yeah. It it was inevitable, but at least he held him up and did his job for a bit and made an exciting element mm. to yeah. the race. Mm. Valtteri, this is what a defence looks like. Yeah. Well yes. yeah. <laughs> um first round of pit stops, Hamilton undercuts for Stappen. Cuts the lead from about four seconds to about a second and a half. Max is on the radio saying we're not letting that happen next time. Very wise and astute. Well, yeah. very astute. Yeah. Uh, then there's a VSC for, I think it was bits falling off a of Stroll's car. It was, yeah, on the pit strike. Yeah, there were two VSCs in the race. There was one, the Mick Schumacher one was a separate to the main supercar. Uh, supercar? <laughs> Safety car. Yeah. And then this one was, yeah, Stroll falling apart. That gave Botas a free stop, essentially, and he managed mm-hmm. to jump Perez up into third, which really upset Sergio after the race. Yeah, he was very yeah. upset, but kind of rightly. Yeah. Not much happened, I don't think, in the middle. Like no. Anything noted, you guys? That till the pit stops again, pretty much. Yep. So Max went first, I think two or three laps before Hamilton. Uh, but as soon as Lewis... I thought at that point, oh, Mercedes have lost it here. Mm-hmm. Because both Red Bulls have pitted fresh tyres. They're going to have to try and go to the end. But they boxed both for Valtteri and Lewis. And immediately Lewis just started catching them again. Mm. By chunks. Like seven tenths a lap. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely ridiculous. And then we get the first overtake attempt from Lewis. He uh, forces Max to go defensive into turn one. Which gives him a good run through the Ezzies. Really clever. Falling along the second straight towards turn four. I think Max is doing a little bit of weaving, takes the inside, and it looks like Lewis is going to go round outside of him, but both of them run wide off the track by about 30 metres. <laughs> Just nowhere near making the corner, and Max keeps the position. And the FIA decides that there was no investigation necessary, despite... Max keeping the position by driving both of them off the track. It's yeah. all about letting them have a race. <laughs> yes, Jonathan. Did, <laughs> did we not just 
sort all this out in Austin two weeks ago, <laughs> where people were driving off the track to keep positions. Yeah. And were forced to give oh, them back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a point. I didn't think about that. I was thinking also uh, Austrian Grand Prix where Perez got penalties for forcing people off. Uh, yeah. I believe he got five seconds each one. Oh, and I was also thinking Monza, where both Hamilton and and Verstappen retired, and it was judged to be oh Verstappen not leaving space or rubbing off, forcing off or something. Although, however, that both cars ended the race, so mm. this is a bit different. But yeah, Austin is a better example, especially with Alonso trying to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. To be fair to Alonso, it's it's sort of. Shows some of the hypocrisy in the stewardship at the minute. Yeah. Are we now on Fernando Alonso's side here? I think I might have mm. just said that. <laughs> like I've I've got no problem with what Max did. Like if he that's the Me way too. he wants to Me race, too. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh I've got a problem with the, with the stewards not making a judgment on that. I mean Yeah. You can't drive someone off a track, not make the corner yourself and keep the position. That just can't be the way that people race these days. No, I mean, he, he clearly braked too, well, not, not too late. He braked late so as he could keep the inside position and then gently ran a bit wider than he should have done to make sure that Hamilton couldn't go around the outside, which is fair enough, but he went a bit too far, in my opinion. But yeah, the stewards, they said they didn't have the onboard footage to watch, so that is why they then didn't investigate it because there was nothing to prompt them to investigate it but that doesn't really make sense to me and also they said Michael Massey said on the radio towards Mercedes we've reviewed it in detail we've looked at absolutely everything it's Mm. one of those yeah I I just thought is that an expression a steward should be saying (laughs) (laughs) should be should be matter of fact yeah not not singling him out personally just obviously there's a team there I don't know it's for me hard racing it's a cloud deliberate calculated move that mm-hmm. borders on the line of dirty but at the same time he's got the inside it's his right of way it's clever it's clever mm. it's just in the precedent set of recent formula one rules that's all yeah i personally think it was worthy of the penalty but only just mm. and i also wouldn't have been too annoyed if they'd have investigated it and said no penalty yeah just a more thorough investigation and yeah. then yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a better way around it, I think. But yeah, it was noted by the stewards, but it wasn't investigated by Correct. the stewards. Yeah. Yeah, so an investigation and let off is probably fine. Mm. Uh, you got a black, black and white flag for weaving. Yeah. But, but, uh, well, I mean, to me, the push off of the out, outside was, was worthy more of a black flag, mm-hmm. to be honest. A black and white flag, not black flag. Yeah, it's a bit much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw him out. Um,. Well, it's getting it's getting dirty, and don't we really we all want to see that? So, <laughs> well, you know. Mercedes are looking to um, reopen the case. Yeah, diplomacy is ended apparently. Yeah, because the um, onboard footage is now available. Whether or not that can be, reopened, yeah, I don't know. But they are apparently looking at doing it. So, from Mercedes' point of view, if that's the reason given, then you mm-hmm. then and then the footage is now available on the Sky Sports F1 YouTube channel, mm-hmm. then. <laughs> as uh, Nick shared earlier, then th- th- there's your avenue to open it up again. However, yeah. however, I probably think the stewards didn't want to do anything because they didn't want to determine yeah. the race result on a penalty. Remember how much abuse Emmanuel Pirro got on social media after the Sebastian Vettel-Hamilton won in Canada? 
Yes. Even though it wasn't just him involved in the decision. Uh, so it's a tricky one for them. I, I guess they were just nervous. It's not, mm. not a reason for not investigating it, though. But that's my assumption. Yeah, because they couldn't get the footage during the race, apparently, so it had to be downloaded from the car after the race. It's weird how that's never come up before, though, right? Yeah, I think it, it's because it wasn't broadcast at the time, or it, it was on the right. rear view. Mm. And so the front view is there, but there's only one channel that sends it out from the Yeah, car. the amazing camera angle there. The rear view, we all want to see that. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Just take that camera off the bombing car. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. It shows you nothing. It's very true. It just shows you the DRS flap opening, which is not interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I never, I never, I don't care if the flap's opening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I think the reason why Mercedes are wanting them to look at this is because Valtteri finished three seconds behind Max. Yes, definitely. No, I, I don't think anything's going to come of it because if you watch the onboard, there was speculation that Max straightened up his steering uh, to run Hamilton off. But if you yeah, look at the onboard. He had lock on all the time. Yeah, yeah, it just has. He didn't have enough lock on. And exactly, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's clever. He's very clever because he mm-hmm. does have lock on. So they can't say he straightened up because he just kept his steering at a continuous mm-hmm. angle. It's a sort of move you can do with uh, a lot of sim practice. Yeah. More Gran Turismo. That's the answer. <laughs> I think you could. There was a Gran Turismo challenger this year where he could beat one of his lap times. And Perez, definitely. Anyway, I digress. Mm. <laughs> About 11 laps later, though, Lewis pulls the exact same move on Max. He makes him defend into turn one, gets a great run along the straight. Max weaves about, and Lewis gets passed on well before the corner. Did you think Lewis weaved around a bit? He was following him. (laughs) No, no, I meant as he draws alongside, then he crowds Max to the left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. And then moves back to the racing line. And from the head on view, I thought, ooh, that's a bit dodgy. But then there was a helicopter shot. Now, unfortunately, there's a tree just in the pivotal moment, <laughs> but it made made me realize, oh, right, when he goes back to the racing line, he's so far ahead, he's like two car lengths ahead. It's not like yeah. he's chopped his nose off. Because remember, was it ah, uh, oh, god, down to that corner in the early noughties, it was like Montoya or Ralph Schumacher. I think it was Montoya. Jos Verstappen drove into the back of him at that, at that exact corner because oh, I think yeah, yeah. one of the Williams like moved in the braking zone. And he just went whoop straight into the back. I think it was Montoya and he was leading the race at that point. I think and it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. It was Verstappen went in the back of him. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, wow, that's insane. Insane coincidence. Oh, it just reminded me of, yeah, his dad. I, I did like the radio messages to Valter at this point. It was like, oh, it's getting tasty up front. I mean, yeah. penalty's coming. And then Toto gone, right, come on you, get them. Get yeah, but he was so far behind. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's over. He did, yeah. he, to be fair, he did catch up with Max. But to I three think seconds, Max had it? given up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. There was an almost a massive crash at turn one when Gasly passed Ocon. Yeah. And almost didn't make the corner. And then Gasly managed to take Alonso, I think, on a penultimate lap. Mm-hmm. That was a constructor battle. A oh, yeah, battle for their standings. Mm. So very important. And they all knew it on the radio afterwards. They were all just like both the Alpine engineers and drivers and Gasly's engineer and driver were just talking about the constructor battle, how important it is, and oh, well, we've got two cars in the points. And, you know, that's what they're all focused about. So that was pivotal for Gasly to get those moves done. Indeed, yeah. yeah. It was a good recovery from him, really. Yep. After uh, the disastrous sprint. Typical Colin Barr giving Gasly praise. I know. <laughs> Going to shut my mouth at the end of the season for everyone. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. Yeah. 
He had no uh, drink the whole race, apparently. Ah. Why is, why is this so hard for everyone to create? <laughs> Just stick a hamster bottle on the DRS. <laughs> not the DRS, sorry, the halo is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, easiest part of the car. No one can get it right. <laughs> the last little bit in the race was the fastest lap battle. Uh, mm. Perez pitted two laps for the end to try and go for it. I was thinking to myself, do Mercedes care more about getting Valtteri a podium or trying to get in front of Perez and slow him down. Because I thought when Perez pitted, why didn't they just pit Mac, uh, Valtteri at the same time and then tell him to slow down and wait for Perez to come? Oh, he's already gone past the... Yeah, Bottas was in front though, wasn't he? Ah, yeah. No, but he pitted two laps for the end. Oh, no, he, yeah, you're right. He pitted yeah, on a penultimate lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when he came out. Yeah, so Valtteri... I was thinking that. Yeah, Valtteri pitted first, then he would have lost the podium. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I forget. I've I was thinking me. that exact same thing, though. I had to work it all out before this recording. Yeah. yeah. Red Bull <laughs> left it to the point where that they couldn't respond to it. Yeah. Mm. And if they'd have preempted it, then it would have, as you say, just uh, given the podium to Perez instead. He smashed the time in the end, but he didn't set a good sector one. So there was like, ooh, he might not mm. even do it. <laughs> but he, of course, in the middle sector, where the Red Bull was quickest anyway, with the fresh rubber, job done. They should have just told Valtteri to do an Andy Neat then and just park up and wait for him to come round. <laughs> <laughs> it might come to that in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after all that shenanigans, Max's championship lead is now 14 points over Hamilton. But you can see, I can see why Hamilton's still a bit peeved about this qualification because it would have been 11 because he would have won the sprint as well. Mm. So it would have been 11, mm. but... Rules 14 is not insurmountable. No, no, definitely not. And especially with the tracks coming up, they look like they're going to be fast ones. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So if Mercedes really have found something with a rear wing and their engine to make yeah. it quicker. It's tricky. LaSalle has a lot of medium... Well, in these cars, I don't know. It has, it has a couple of hairpins, I would say. But a lot of medium speed corners, which might be where the Red Bull's strong. But mm-hmm. then a massive straight. So... Hopefully it's close with the different cars suiting different sectors. And then Saudi Arabia is just straights, basically, yeah. with some weird yeah, wavy the, bits in the middle. The straights aren't actually straight, are they? It's weird. Yeah. Windy straights. Yeah. There's like three DRS zones as well, I think. Mm. Oh, that's reminded me. I know I've mentioned DRS before many times, but <laughs> <laughs> to me, the layout of the Brazilian circuit is ideal for DRS. So you've got two zones, right? Yep. On the start, finish straight. Then you dive into turn one, which is an overtaking opportunity for someone who has DRS, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you go down the center S, the DRS detection zone for the next DRS section is th- sort of on the turning point to turn two. And then as you go through three down the straight towards four, that's the other DRS zone. So what happens is the attacker gets DRS, gets passed. Then the person who was defending, who's now fallen behind, gets DRS down the next straight. Hence the Perez-Hamilton battle, which provided some entertainment. Yeah. And that's the ideal setup. It's when DRS zones are just sort of... Uh, it depends on the layout of the circuit, right? So, mm. if if I was designing a, a, a brand new F1 circuit, such as the, uh, what's it called, the Jeddah Corniche circuit? Yeah. You would surely have it where you have a DRS zone, a couple of tight corners, and then with a detection point in the middle... 
and then mm. another DR to get people switching around. But I'm not sure that's actually what happened. But no. I just decided that's the perfect recipe if we're going to use the obviously DRS is not going to go away. So yeah, well, it's, that's it's the how it should be to uh, Mexico as well, isn't it? Because in Mexico there is one detection zone for the two DRS zones. Yeah, dumb. That's dumb. So, Doesn't work. Yeah, I don't like that. Have a detection zone through one, two, or three. Yeah, at Mexico, that would be the best way of doing it. Also, did you see who designed the Jeddah track? Not Herman Tilke. No. Was it? Um. Oh, oh, I've not seen. Who's got a consultancy? Is it Alex Verts or something? No, it is oh. Tilke. It's his son. I didn't see his name. Really? But it's his son that's designed this one. No. Ah. Well, I assume it's his son. Actually, it's. It's a big coincidence. In the same family. <laughs> yeah, as his son is bad as his dad. Well, uh, seems worse at the moment, but yeah, we yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, having played it in the F1 game is worse. <laughs> but you can't judge it until they've had a race there. But there's exactly, a nice yeah. building that goes over the top of the track. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think that building's there. <laughs> oh, well, not, yeah. No. Looking at the state of the track, the, the progress of it, I don't think that's it. <laughs> there's some positive Cambron corners, which is the only plus point, I think. Mm. But it, it, so much of it looks like they've got a corner, they copy and paste that corner, invert it, and that's the next corner. <laughs> it's like, oh God. Anyway, sorry. I've completely taken us off a tangent there. If you look at the track map, it looks like one of those Kirby grips that people put in their hair. <laughs> that's, just, that's essentially what he's based on. He's only got 700 followers on Instagram as well. We'll need to boost him up. What's his handle? Uh, Kirsten Tilk. Kirsten Tilk. Not Kirsten. Kirsten Tilk. He's got car in his name. Yeah. It should be better than this. Yeah. Yeah. You've let us down already. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to call it hair, the hair clip from now on. <laughs> the curb yeah. Mm. It's like Grandtor called it the bowler drum. Anyway. <laughs> uh, disastrous weekend for McLaren. One point. Lando mm. Norris. Card to 10. Ricardo retired by an engine penalty. Uh, and the driver standings. That means that Leclerc is now only three points behind Norris. Uh, at one point in the season, wow. like he'd be fighting for third. It's a fall from grace, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and now he's going to be struggling to keep fifth. Gasly's up to ninth. Um, doing quite well. I don't think there's any other change really down in the field. Come on. <laughs> We're all waiting for it. In 20th place, Robert Kubica. <laughs> in 21st place, Nikita Masbin. Thank you. And in the drivers, not the drivers, the constructors championship, it's now eleven point lead for Mercedes. Ferrari now have a twenty or, or fair maths thirty one point five. A significant. Yeah, thirty one point <laughs> five point lead over McLaren. So I think that's pretty much nearly yeah, done and dusted. Something drastic mm. happens. Yeah. In both races, just quickly, you know, in Mexico, Ricardo was ahead of both Ferraris before he punted Bottas, mm, and. True. Norris was ahead of both Ferraris until he slightly moved across and got the puncher there. So it, it's not like... I do feel like the Ferraris are quicker at this point in the season, or these two tracks. Mm. I don't think it's over. I do think we get to the next three races and if McLaren have both cars in front of Ferrari, it's game on. But I said from the start of the season, Ferrari, so come on, Ferrari. <laughs> uh, Alpine and AlphaTauri are still on the same points. One twelve. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's still neutral. Aston Martin still alone with seven, six, eight points. 
Alpha Romeo still 12 points behind Williams and Haas on zero. Three races to go. Yep, all night tracks. Are we going to see Haas get a point? Mm, no. <laughs> Be nice but for them j- if they did, but I can't see it. No. No. But I'm excited for Qatar this weekend. You've been continuously slating this track, so yep. I'm really curious about what it's going to be like. We'll see what it's like with these current Gen F1 cars, you're right. Yeah. It might be something that's incredible. Same with Jeddah, you know. Plays poor on a video game, but uh, if there's some crazy race where they all smash into the wall then and, and aren't injured, then it could work. Qatar's signed up now full-time from, I think, 2023 onwards, so... Hmm. It's not going to be this track, though, I think. Yeah, potentially building a new one. So that might be it. Yeah. So bear in mind the DRS recipe, please. <laughs> yes, uh, we could have this track designed by Mr. Thomas Harrison Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. I'm sh- pretty sure he's got more followers on Instagram as well. <laughs> if, you, if you count across all his accounts. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a good first ever Sao Paulo Grand Prix, I think it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, that's because the money comes from the town, or not the country, hence the mm. name. Mm. And so, I think news. What are you doing, news? Oh, it might have yeah. been City, actually, when I just revised that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably the biggest news is that Tom's heart's been broken. Mm. He's, uh, his boy, Antonio <laughs> Giovinazzi, is gone. And the top knot. Oh, no. It's a bun? <laughs> oh, yes. That's the key detail to get right there. Yeah. <laughs> he is out of Alfa Romeo and mm. Guan Yuzhou is in with his big bag of cash. <laughs> um, it was kind of... Did you see the pictures of the weekend of Alfa Romeo dealerships in Shanghai with Guan Yuzhou's face plastered across Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of got leaked a bit earlier, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think it's clear it's been done beforehand. Clearly, yeah. clearly been a thing for a while, especially after these radio comments Giovinazzi's in the last race. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the fact that he's already got another dry li- drive lined up. Mm. So I think, is it Formula E you said, Nick? He's going yeah, to? he's supposed to be going to Formula E with the Dragon team, I think it was. Dragon mm. Penske. I think they're based in Silverstone. I keep seeing their lorry. <laughs> uh, they are not that great. Formula E has, each team can make their own powertrain these days. Oh. And... Uh, they were late with theirs last season, mm-hmm. so they finished eleventh out of the twelve, twelve in the team standings. Um, but they're still going to be developing it, their powertrain for next year, mm-hmm. so they might improve. So he's basically going from the exact same position as he is yeah. in F one to yeah, 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 yeah. he's in the F one, which is a shame. Um, Guan Yuzhou, I thought he had a pretty decent first season in F two, and then I don't remember him doing anything this year. No, he's actually not that far off the lead of the championship. Yeah, he's second, isn't he? And he's had three yeah. wins. I think he's That's 30 points behind with a couple of races. Is it one race to go? No, it's, it's two it's rounds two, and two events six, and six races. races. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Talked completely over there. Do you want to say right. that again? No, that's okay. All right, we'll just leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry. Yeah, I apologise to Joe there, but it must just be the races that I've seen that he's done nothing in, if he's done that well this year. Well, he's done well, but he's also done badly. He's got a lot of good results and a lot of terrible ones. Not bad from for a lad from Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's from Shanghai, but he moved to Sheffield to f- to further his uh, racing career. Oh, uh, what like Gino De Campo? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, racing career. Well, 
yeah, I'm not sure about Joe being the best choice, but I suppose he's the best package for the team. Mm. Financially it's, and also just being Chinese, it's a great big market for him. It's a huge thing for Formula One. This is a, this is a really significant it is. thing. You, you look at, you said last week, Colin, how uh, many years they've signed up for the Chinese Grand Prix going forward. It's a mm. big deal. Uh, in the eSports side to try and get new talent in, there's a dedicated competition by Formula One just for people in China. Um, and I don't even know if he comes with a huge sack of cash, but it's also the potential of getting sponsors in that region mm. and getting more exposure in what is just an absolutely ginormous market. I mean, it's the big, for example, it's the biggest car market for Vo- for the Volkswagen Group in the world. Mm. I know it's not Alfa Romeo, but um, it just shows how much importance it is for sponsors and manufacturers and viewers. Uh, so, and it's not it's not like he's just trundling around at the back in F two. If that makes sense. Mm. Uh, he's a good driver. I just yeah. think there was a few better choices on pure driving talent. Yeah, Giovinazzi. Yeah, <laughs> but to be fair, we haven't seen him in F1. He might adapt to F1 better than he did F2. Yeah, so he's the second Chinese Formula 1 driver. Isn't he? He's the first, they keep saying it's the first full season, or first season competing Chinese driver. But there was one before that. Oh, was it Ma, uh, Ma Hingua? How do you pronounce yes. it? Yes, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. Driver. Correct, yeah, World Touring Car winner, Ma Yeah. Did he do that one event for Caterham? Right, so he never raced, but he did three Friday practices in 2012 with HRT. Oh, right. (laughs) He then signed for a full season to drive for them in 2013, but the team folded. Ah. So then he did one free practice in 2013 for Caterham. Mm. But was midway through the season, well off the pace, and and got ousted. So he will be the first Chinese driver to take part in a race. Correct. He also did mm. uh, free practice one at the Austrian Grand Prix this year, did the show. Mm. He's done a lot of training as well with the Al- yeah. Alpine and Renault. Yeah, he did the Renault. He drove the Renault as well, the young driver test at the end of last year. Mm. So um, if anyone's ready, he, it, should, it should be him. It should be him. <laughs> I said it twice, don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on Monday, uh, McLaren were sold to Audi. <laughs> ah yes, this is what I was going to talk about for yeah. about four hours, and then it turns out they weren't sold to Audi. And that was everyone was writing articles about how this was Audi and the VW Group's path in F1, mm. and it turned out all to be a load of nonsense. Yeah, apparently it's cheaper to buy McLaren and it's F1 <laughs> than it is to enter F1 yourself. Yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, regardless of the rumor being correct or not, that's still mad that that's the case. Oh. Yes, I thought it was bananas because Autocar I hold in the highest of esteem and regard you know British institution proper paid investigative journalists and their source said right it's on so they must have been confident enough to publish it then in rather crazy scenes McLaren was like you need to delete that now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're only inviting you from any press launch for the rest of time unless and we'll have back that long term 765LT please I don't know if I've got one but <laughs> and uh, so the article was it was either deleted or heavily revised to just simply say, you know, McLaren denies Audi thing, and they didn't have their source. Their source was d- deleted from the internet forever. Although I'm sure the way back machine still got it. What I read, <laughs> whether it's true or not, was that after they denied this, they did say they have been in talks with Audi um, regarding potentially coming on as a power unit supplier, I suppose, or in some yeah. regards. So to me, there's no smoke without fire. 
Yeah. And I suspect this was a leak that mm-hmm. was nearly right, that there's conversations being had, but clearly nothing's been done. You have to remember these are yeah. both publicly listed companies, right? So there's oh, a, yeah. lot, a lot at stake here. Um, also... If it turns out to be correct, though. Yes. Egg on your face, McLaren, in a way. It's also Red Bull as well, I believe, to be um, in discussions with them. It doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be any mm. kind of agreement, but it makes sense for all these teams to have discussions with all these other companies makes to sense see for, where they stand. Yeah, it makes yep. sense for Red Bull to have the mm. not make their own engines, which they don't want to do, really. They're just sort of forced into it. Mm. Yeah, Audi are looking to do it. And also, apparently, Porsche are looking for a way in. Well, same they're company Heady Motorsports days. said, yeah. yeah. They're looking for a way in, uh, possible for the power unit of it as well. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see both of them there. Makes sense. From what it yep. was, is uh, Red Bull apparently with Porsche or, or McLaren with Audi. Yeah. Not Either both. way, it's the same company, right? So yeah. Cause it's just a branding. Uh, McLaren can't pair up with Porsche because they're rivals in the manufacturing. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, there's a lot of overall competition between their cars in yeah. the real world. Audi less so. They've got the R8, but I suspect that dies once internal combustion engines disappear yeah. soon. I don't think I might not. I hope there is, but I don't think there will be a new replacement for that car. Mm-hmm. It'll just be SUVs, so that's less of a comp- competitor to McLaren. Either way, someone from the Volkswagen Group is sniffing around. Yes, <laughs> which is fascinating. Although you know, Audi's already committed to the new. Uh, Le Mans rules so that's a lot and they're doing Dakar this year for the first time so that's a lot of money to be spending mm. anyway fascinating we'll keep our eyes, eyes peeled for that one I've just locked over some water instead of that. <laughs> oh dear Uh-oh. right uh, speaking of your arms <laughs> I do it all the time <laughs> Nick you've got a couple of bits of the other news to cover yeah the other thing was um, Oscar Piastri was named the Alpine Reserve for next year with the possibility of a 2023 drive, whether that's with Alpine or another team. Uh, but yeah, he's a very promising talent. I hope he gets a drive soon. Mm. It's kind of a shame that, well, he might be F2 champion, he might not be, right? Yes. But he's leading that championship, mm-hmm. having won F3 immediately the year before that. Yes, and also having won the championship he was in before that as well. Right. Whatever the one before that is. I think he's managed by Mark Webber. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he gets maybe I don't know a Red Bull driver some description would be nice. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. Look behind you, Checo. Yeah, Owen Lewis Hamilton got fined, didn't he, for undoing his seatbelts on the? Uh, was it a fine? I didn't see what it was, but it makes sense. Do you remember yeah. when Mark Webber took his helmet off? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. His last race. That was at Brazil as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it makes sense for a fine. Like you, you wouldn't. It's a silly thing to do because everybody's the world's watching and i know it's in a confined space with professor the world's best driver arguably and at slow speed but you just don't want people to be seen driving a vehicle without a seatbelt yeah. on i think that's probably why he's been fined but mm-hmm. it's not the sort of thing that would affect the uh race result like sebastian Ogier in the wrc this year i think got fined for not having his he forgot he started the stage and did the stage with the helmet on but it wasn't attached it wasn't tied up yeah, properly yeah. it's a similar sort of thing yeah it just ties in with all their safety of course it does things, yeah. So yeah definitely I think that's it for the F1. There's some a bit brief uh, BTCC news or rumours, mm-hmm. wasn't there, Nick, I think? Well, yeah, Jordan King has been testing for Motorbase. It's, he did say he would be interested in doing the BTCC, but 
he is looking around at all options not just the touring cars but all options for a drive next year but whatever he does he wants it to be a paid drive oh well not the BTCC then well apparently the um, <laughs> there is a big sponsor coming on board at Motorbase I say Interesting. apparently because the, this always seems to happen in touring cars that they never turn up yeah you've got to wait until it's actually on the car mm-hmm. and then on the track at round one yeah uh, and then after round one as well, <laughs> but uh, but this has come about because they always do this like young driver test at Sneston in the rain at the end of each year at Motorbase. Yeah, and he was one of them, right? Oh, no. Interesting. That... He wasn't one of those, but he was there. At the... Oh, was it not the same test? I'm not sure if it was at the same test, but he wasn't one of the prize winners. Ah, right. To get okay. a test. I think it was on the same same day or two day session. But I believe so. Yeah, that's where I've conflated there. Sorry, but interestingly, in the motorsport.com article that talks about him. It says uh, that Motorspace is believed to be parting ways from uh, Mark Bundell's yeah, organization. Yeah, I saw that, which is a bit unusual. Mm. So there's going to be a huge amount of, if that's correct, then uh, a lot of moves in the off-season. And we're mm-hmm. going to he- be here to speculate on them all. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how many we'll get, right? Uh, three. <laughs> I was going with 1.8. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, more for anymore? No, that's me. No, so we're in Qatar this week, and then we are probably going to be in Saudi Arabia in a couple of weeks' time mm-hmm. if they get the track finished, which apparently is touch and go. Uh, but they should make the track being finished. Just everything else around the track will be scaffolding. Yeah. Still, which is fine. You don't need toilets or yeah. catering <laughs> or shelter from the heat. So Qatar this weekend. Uh, I think we'll be back next week then. Yeah speak then if you enjoyed the podcast give us a like and share it on itunes give us a review we're on spotify we're on youtube apparently we're on amazon yeah. stitcher all the things so if you more of you listening like it and share it please and we'll see you next week see you next time thank you